The World Prayer Center and the Praying Family Chapel presents 10 Days Fasting and Prayer Convocation Theme Divine Manifestation The date is July 3rd to July 16th, 2017 at the Porter City Mutual Pram Pram Road Morning and Evening Sessions All night at 10 p.m. 7th and 14th July Host is Prophet Nanasei Opukusakodie Money answers all things It's only applicable in the natural So this dress was bought by money this one was bought by money. This hair was done by money. It's only in the natural. Now, the way money bites things in the natural, faith bites things in the spirit. And now, the message. Divine favor is the thing that everyone needs. Because much as you were expecting a manifestation, there are things that can contribute into your prayer to bring the manifestation. Hallelujah. God is a balanced God. And he makes sure that you have met all the requirements. Amen. And I said there is no amount of limitation that divine favor cannot remove. So much as we're expecting a manifestation, you will need the divine favor or the oil of favor for that manifestation. And how many of you are expecting it? Now, I want to continue from where I left off yesterday about... Uh, to me, one of the most important ingredients in our Christian work is the ability to develop our faith. Because faith will forever attract God's attention. There is something about God and faith. That I told you yesterday that the greater your faith, the greater the exploit you make. Faith is the only vital link between man and God. It is the thing you need to get the impossible tend to become possible. Impossibilities cannot survive around it. It is theologically debatable, but if your faith says yes, God cannot say no. You are not giving it attention, but that's what you need. It will add color to your Christian life. Faith will make anyone a giant in the kingdom. No matter how a pauper you are, faith can make you a giant. It stops the unstoppable and it dares the undareable. It is what will make you take pragmatic steps and daring moves. Nobody will try it, but you dare it. Hallelujah. Faith is a very powerful force, it has the power to divide a sea. It has the power to bring a wall down by just a shout. It has the power to cause a 90-year woman to conceive. No, no, you are not listening to what I'm saying. All this thing came as a result of faith. You will love it when you start reading from Hebrews chapter 11 from verse number. It says, faith is a substance of things you hope for. It is the evidence of things you don't see. And by verse 2 said that by it, by faith, the elders obtain good report. So faith is a producer of good report. No matter how bad the report is, faith can change the report. Oh. And let me tell you something about it. It has no respect for geographical location. Once you are in operation with it, wherever you find yourself, you will still make it in life. Because it doesn't respect America, it doesn't respect Ghana. It doesn't respect Ochibompis. It doesn't respect Agbozomi. It doesn't respect any... It, it has no respect. Once it is faith, it will make it. So you don't need to be in London to make it. If it is faith, 
at Brohaforeje, you still become a household name. Because it's faith. Because it's faith. Amen. It's a very powerful force. He said, by it, elders obtain what? Good reports. Huh. Hallelujah. It caused a 90-year woman who was in menopause times too, reverse the menopause to a state of menstruation, move it to a state of, of ovulation, and conception take place. Only faith can do that. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 11 said that by faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. It means that he was an old woman, but faith quickened her mortal body. And strength was infused into his system. Faith. Faith. I say faith. Huh. When you start reading from verse number 30, you will hear things about faith. It's very powerful. You have not given it attention. I told you yesterday that faith will not need prayer, but prayer will forever need faith to work. Forever. Forever. Prayer will forever need faith to work. It is useless to pray when you don't have faith. Because some of you are afraid to pray, but you don't have faith to receive the answer. It's like giving. You can have a giving faith, but you don't have the answer faith. So you have the faith to give, but you don't have the answer to receive the multiplication. That is why you keep sowing, but you are not getting results. You can have faith to pay tight. It's another thing to make sure the heavens are open. God doesn't open the heavens automatically. The regulation of the opening heaven or closed heaven, it depends on your faith. He said, by faith, the walls of Jericho came down. Now, if you don't understand, the thickness of that wall is probably more than this room. Because according to the Bible, it's seven chariots can ride on it. That's the size of the wall. What kind of machine is going to bring it down? So when they shouted, it doesn't make sense to shout for the wall to come down. But they believe what God has said. So, what all these great men are leading in prayer, talking about manifestation. Do you believe that at the end of this service, you have your manifestation? Do you believe that at the end of this 10 days, you have your manifestation? It's one thing to pray, it's another thing to believe that it will come. He said, by faith, the walls of Jericho, that's what, came fell down. After they were compassed about seven days. Huh? Nobody has ever compassed around a wall to shout. Who shall for a wall to come down? But they believe. But they believe. So it happened by faith. Now, verse 31 said that. Are you getting what I'm talking about? He said that. By faith, the Herod Rahab perished not. So if you are, if you are faith, eh, it doesn't matter your past. You can become a giant in the future. Now, this woman was a registered prostitute. He appeared in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. First class prostitute. His house is on the wall of Jericho. So in order to get to the town, you can cram the window and enter. Finish and pay and go back. Major one. But he appeared in the genealogy of Jesus. Give me Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 3. Let me show some of them are looking at me as if I'm coming from Jupiter. Now watch this. Matthew chapter 1 verse 3. And Judah begat Phares of Tamar. Eh? And, and Phares begat Esrom. And Esrom begat Aram. Now watch this. Huh? And Aram begat Aminadad, and Aminadad became Nasson, and Simon begat uh, begat Simon. Watch this. Huh? And, and Simon begat Boaz of Rahab. Give me the New King James Version. This is the way the Greek people pronounce it. 
Huh? Simon begat Boaz by what? So he came to marry a man in Israel called Boaz. He came, huh? Simon begat Boaz by what? And Boaz begat what? Obed. Now, now, so who was, who was, so Rahab's husband was what? Simon. So this Boaz guy, who was the richest man in the country, his mother is Rahab. Have you seen it? He was not a Jewish woman. He only received the spies, and the spies went to covenant with him as a result of his faith. And Rahab did that by faith. When everybody in the country was afraid, he told the spies that when we heard you were coming, your fear fell on us. When he finished keeping them, the president sent people to his house to go and spy. He hid them in the roof. And when he came down, he said, that, Make a covenant with me that you will not destroy me. And as a result, when they destroyed Jericho, they carried her and she went to. She, she might be a very beautiful woman. No ugly woman can be a prostitute. Because when you stand by the roads, nobody will pick you up. The devil always using the writings. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And came back to Rahab and married Simon, who became, who was the father of Boaz, who also married Ruth. So the generation, they married strange women. Come back to the book of Hebrews. Somebody say faith. So it is not a matter of uh, uh, who you think and what you think. It is faith that changes. For you to get a worthy man to marry, it must come by faith. You must believe it. You must believe it. For you to drive a good car, you must believe it. Yes, and I told you that everything in the natural comes from the realms of the spirit. That is one, one secret of faith God showed me many years ago. That you don't need, let's say, I told you the way money buys things in the natural. Solomon said that money answers all things. It's only applicable in the natural. Money answers all things. It's only applicable in the natural. So, this dress was bought by money. This one was bought by money. This hair was done by money. It's only in the natural. Now, the way money buys things in the natural, faith buys things in the spirit. Now, interestingly, when it comes to money affairs, you spend the dollar in America, you spend the city in Ghana, you spend the France in, in, in what, Togo, you spend what, uh, Japanese yen, you spend Chinese, almost like a reference, uh, ching chong ching, something, whatever money. Uh, you send the pounds in Britain, euros in the European countries. Now, faith is a universal currency. It has the same value in every country. So, the way the dollar is higher than the city, faith is not like that. When you are faith, what you can use to buy in America, you can purchase the same thing in Ghana. You are not getting what I'm talking about. Hmm. So, faith buys things in the spirit. So, when you want to get a car in the spirit, you use faith. This is the way you buy it. Let me show you how faith buys things in the spirit. Lord, let them catch it up. You want to drive a Hyundai. You have thousand Ghana cities. But in the realms of the spirit, when you are going to buy the thing, you must have something to stand on for the angels to go to the warehouse and bring it. So when you get to heaven's warehouse gate and you say you want a car, they will ask you that on what confidence, what is your source that you can stand on it to claim that car. And so you must go to the source of faith to find something as a password for you to enter the warehouse. 
and that source is called the word of God. And the games have, don't have the same rules. The game, the rules for basketball is different from the rules for football. So if you want divine health, there is a rule you must apply. If you want divine prosperity, there is a rule you must apply. This time you need car. So when you get there, the, the thing they will ask you that, how do you know you can get this car? Then you quote from the constitution. Because God is a king. He has a kingdom. The constitution that rules his kingdom is called the Bible. Every kingdom must have a constitution. In the kingdom where we come from, this is the constitution. Once you quote the article to him, the Bible said that. Now, watch this. Every country, the constitution is the highest authority. So in Ghana, you're president. Ekufaudu is not the highest authority. The highest authority in the country is the constitution. This one, nothing is above it. If that is so, then go to myself this one. That is the highest authority. The Bible says he has exalted his word above himself. Constitution. Watch this. So when you need a car and you go there, you must be able to have a word that says that. Then you just ask you, how do you know we can get to this car? You must say that. Because the constitution said, you will supply all my needs. If you catch this principle, eh, you will grow from one level to the other, one level, one level. Now, faith doesn't come automatically. In a, you see, Jesus describes some people, he said, why is it that you have no faith? Why you of little faith? And he said, I've never seen such a great faith. So which level are you? So once I'm preaching, everybody's in a certain level of faith. Once you quote and you say that my God has supplied my needs, now you have applied the password. But there's another method you must understand. When you go to heaven's warehouse to get something from there, this is a principle in heaven. Nothing is permitted to come from heaven until something first leaves the earth. It's only the man of God who hear what I said. That is why the writer of James said that, you show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. Faith is not a noun. Faith is a verb. It's an action word. So now, now, anytime your seed cannot meet your harvest, what you have is a harvest. You want a car, but you are holding 5,000 Ghana cities, and nobody will sell you a car for 5,000. You can only get a truck. Because that 5,000 cannot buy the car, you must make sure that it is sent to heaven. So you sow the 5,000, saying that, Amana Masuta Kapa. You apply the 5,000. That is why he said, since once the earth remain, seed time and harvest time will never cease. Then he added cold and heat. He added summer and winter. He added day and night. God is reinforcing that statement to say that when you release your 5,000, it's a seed. Expect me to bring you a harvest. But how can I be confident about the harvest? And he has added another thing. He said that the way you cannot stop the cycle of day and night it means that night cannot say that day, I won't let you come. The way day cannot say that night, I won't let you come. He said the way that cycle cannot be changed. That is the same way when you sow your seed, nothing can stop. It is the best principle you can ever end in life. When you enter Porter City and you drive inside from the gate, from the road, everything you see is an adventure of faith. We, we didn't need to have the money before we start. 
Because God never asks you to get money to start. Or God never asks you to get money to build. He said, believe him to build. Yeah. And Jesus was sending the apostles to go and preach. He asked them, when I send you with that pause and script, did you add lack anything? They said, no. When I send you with that pause and script, he said, take nothing for your journey. He said, the labor is worthy of his high. When they came by, he asked him, he said, when I sent you with that pause, did you lack anything? And the answer was that no. And I know Judas is there. If they lack in it, you'll be the first to lift his hand. He said, Master, two days, no food. Thomas is the unbelieving apostolic, uh, unbelieving test in the apostolic team. Because he doesn't believe in anything. He's the most anointed unbeliever. The most anointed unbelieving believer in the team. He said, I, I don't believe in anything until I touch his body. I have to press where they nail him to see that he's the one. If I, if I press, he doesn't say, AJ, I'll say, you are not the one. I must touch it. So a lot of you, eh, you have heard the faith, faith, but you don't know its application. That is why giving is a struggle for you. The day you understand the principles of faith, giving will be a natural, it will be part of your life. Because anytime you show, that is why the Bible said that. <laughs> there is more blessings in giving. But you see, your mind has turned it around. If this lady give me his iPad as a gift, in your eyes, as if I am blessed. But she's the one who is blessed. And the constitution cannot be broken. I am working with the iPad. Let me tell you the dangers about sowing to people's life. Anytime somebody gives you something, he has tapped into your blessing. Listen. A straight pipe is coming in front of your house. You don't have water in your house. But you want the pipe. If you call a plumber and he connects you, you have tapped into the flow. So anytime somebody show into your life, eh, the flow of your blessing, he has tapped into it. And there are different kinds of seed. For instance, when you give it to the poor, eh, you give it to the poor for longevity. Anytime you give to people above you, you give it for long life. Because that's what the Bible said. Once you keep giving to the poor, God must keep you long for the poor to be sustained from you. Now, when you give it to people above you, you have tapped into their grace. So there is no magic for prosperity in the kingdom. Until you become a giver, your financial struggle continues. God can help you. You will still have a certain level of prosperity, but you can't cross a certain line. No. Remember your Bible says, he that gives bountifully will receive bountifully. So God gives it back according to the measure you give it to him. So don't always think of, that is why those of you in the church always thinking about somebody should give to you. People have tapped into your blessing and it's finished. And you are not tapping into anybody's own. No. You are not. That's how it is. If the devil make you stingy, he has planted poverty in your house. That's what it is. There's nothing. A widow has a last meal to eat and die. Last meal. Last meal. Nobody should be wicked enough to take a widow's and his son's last meal. But the principle is that God cannot multiply the flour and the oil until you surrender the one you have. So Elijah said, go and do for me first. Because see, time and harvest time will not cease. When he hand over the cake to the prophet, for three and a half years when everybody was hungry, there was a cake party in his house cake party in his house. That's what it is. You think Jesus Christ is walking about raising people from the dead? Even when he went to the cemetery, he was careful. 
When he went to the cemetery, he raised Lazarus because Mary and Martha was feeding him. If it is you, you even go and kill the, the person more. Jesus go and say, hey, die, die, don't come out, die quick. When Jesus went to the cemetery, let me tell you something. He stood there and said, Lazarus, come forth. Do you know why he did that? If Jesus said, come forth, all the dead will have come. Yes. And the wicked people will come. So let me specifically call Lazarus. Because the supernatural, the Trinity, God will always say what you always see what He says. So He said, Lazarus, and He specifically made sure that you roll the stone away from that tomb so that the rest of the tomb that the stone is rolled away. In case you are even called Lazarus and you wake up, you must die inside. Yeah. Give the Lord a clap of an preaching. So He said, Roll away the stone. <laughs> you think God cannot roll away the stone? And each wind can move the stone. But man must roll away the stone so that God will call the dead. But the reason why he did that is that there were two things they did for Jesus. They were cooking for him and his disciples. They broke the most expensive ointment on his feet. Mm -hmm. Now this Mary Magdalene, let me tell you something about her. She had the opportunity to be, to be the first woman in the heaven record who saw Jesus' resurrected body first. When Jesus rose from the dead, Mary Magdalene was the first woman that saw his body. That glorious body, she's the first. So the Jesus glorious body, it is woman that saw it first. Talk to me. Think about it. So say, instantly, the moment she saw the body, Jesus said, touch me not, Mary. In fact, he has not even presented the body to the heaven's throne, but a woman has seen it. So he said, touch me not. I have not ascended to my father and your father. Nobody touched this body until I present it to heaven. Because when people die those days, they can't go to heaven because of the sins of Adam. So God prepared a place called paradise and kept them. When Jesus paid the price, he was the first to send a body to heaven so that other bodies can make a way to go there. That's what it is. So Jesus Christ sent his body. So when he resurrected, the first woman that saw it was Mary Magdalene. He saw Jesus, the resurrected body, and he was trying to say, don't touch me. You can't touch his body. If you touch it, I can't take it to heaven. Don't touch me not. But after he returned and presented the body, then the apostles can touch. So when Thomas came, and Thomas said, I don't believe, when he entered, he said, Thomas, come and, come and touch me. He said, how are you people afraid? I'm not a ghost. A ghost has no flesh. He said, press it. A ghost has no flesh. So when you see something in your room and you say it's a ghost, it's a witch because ghost has no flesh. Amen. And if it's a spirit, you are not supposed to see it. There's nobody that can die and come and manifest yourself as a ghost. You, you are dead. You will die again. Not, not in front of me. No, no. We understand the scriptures for you too much to, for a witch to come and intimidate. No, no, no. You are, you, 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 you are not normal. Jesus Christ, when they saw, they say he's a ghost. There are twice they refer to Jesus as a ghost. The first one, when he was walking on the water, hmm? they say he's a ghost. The thing is that if you believe a ghost, a ghost is supposed to be a spirit. You can't see demons, but you can feel their presence. They are not supposed to. That is why in the spirit realm, you cannot act without a human body. That is why demons always want to get people's body. Because without your body, they cannot express themselves. Because they are not permitted. The reason why we have power to cast them is that they are not permitted to stay on earth. Jude, the angels which kept not their first estate and left their own habitation, he has reserved in everlasting change under darkness unto the judgment of the great day, Jude 20. So watch this. 
you reserve in everlasting chains for them. They are not supposed to stay here. That is why angels, and when they come, they don't live for long. They come and quickly they have to exit because they are supernatural beings. And when you are a supernatural being, you have no right to stay here on earth for a long time. Now watch this. When God was coming here, there is a legal entrance to stay here for long. And the only legal entrance to stay on this earth for long is to come through the womb of a woman. If you don't come through the womb of a woman, you have no right to stay here for long. So when God himself wanted to come and stay for three, 33 years, he looked for a woman's womb. Because he made the laws and he has to obey the laws. Say, Mary, can I borrow your womb? For what? You created a womb. He said, no. Because if I don't borrow and I jump from heaven, I have to stay here for a short period. You are not permitted. The heavens belong to God. The earth he has given to the sons of men. The only thing is that we have authority because we don't know. We are not using it. <laughs> amen and amen. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Ah, amen. We have authority that we are not using. But the supernatural beings, they must not stay here. That is why you don't have to be afraid of a ghost. You don't have to be afraid of demons. You don't have to be afraid of all this because they are all responding to your authority. When you command them by faith, they will respond. The only thing is that when you give them instruction, make sure you have faith. Because if you are not on the platform of faith, you are on the platform of doubt. Or the platform of fear. And once Satan sends fear in you, he has a legal right to come to your territory. Can I say this? Fear automatically attracts the devil's attention. That is why if you study the Bible, anytime an angel is coming to you and you start getting afraid, he say, fear not. Because once fear is at your place, he is not permitted to come there. It is faith that has to give him permission to come. Once you are afraid, another angel must come and it's called demonic angel. So if there is anything you have to deal with in your life, it is fear. Which is a trusted weapon of the devil. Now, I need to say this again because repetition is a matter of learning. The thing we call fear, eh? let me give you another point to understand. The devil cannot create anything. Number one, he can only destroy. The day Satan creates anything, you will cease to be the devil. He cannot create. He cannot also do good. Now, number two, he can only produce a counterfeit version of the original. So, you see, the reason you don't have 60 Ghana CD counterfeit is that you don't have the original. You agree what I'm saying? Do we have $100 bill counterfeit? I said, do we have $100 bill counterfeit? Do we have $50 bill counterfeit? Do we have $20 bill counterfeit? Do we have $200 bill counterfeit? Why? Because when you produce $200 counterfeit and you take it to everybody, everybody knows that it's counterfeit. Because the original is, you can't even produce one because nobody is going to accept it. So this is what the devil does. He perverts everything God has done by producing a counterfeit version. Hallelujah. Anytime you are afraid, it's another form of faith, but counterfeit one. That is why in the book of Timothy, God said that, I have not given you the spirit of fear. 
I gave you the spirit of power. I gave you the spirit of love. And I gave you the spirit of sound mind. He said, I have not given you the spirit of fear. So the fear that you have, where did you get it from? If God didn't give you the fear, then you get it from somewhere. So there are a lot of things you have at your territory that you, imp you imported it. So today you must deport it. Now this is an interesting thing. Everything imported can also be deported. Every illegal immigrant So watch this. They work on the same principle. Because they can't have it, they have to make sure that they produce it like the original. Now, if you don't take a, you can, somebody can use a counterfeit money to buy something in your shop. And you receive it. Because only the expert, eh? One day I was holding some dollar, I was working in, in, in America or somewhere in New Jersey. And I was in some shop and there was an Arab man, I think he came from Syria or something. When I gave him the money, he just threw the money as he said, it's fake. I said, what do you mean by fake? It's not fake. He said, it's fake. He just, he just used his hand to throw the money, but he said, he said, it's fake. And I said, it's not fake. And he told me, go to the bank there and let them put it in the machine. When they put it, pay, 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 they said, the money's counterfeit. They said, we can't even give it back to you. He said, it's a law that when they take the counterfeit, they have to take it because it needs to be destroyed. I said, somebody gave it to me as a change. Can I go and change it? He said, no. But I couldn't see it. But the man just took it. Eh? When you grow up in the things of God, when you see a counterfeit, you don't need to pray. You can just flip your hand and know that there's a counterfeit. The reason why the counterfeit is taken by surprise is that you have not developed here. Now that man has handled money so much that his fingertips can discover a counterfeit. I couldn't know it. I took it as a change, but it was a fake money. Now let me tell you how it works. This is how it works. Faith and fear are reciprocals. The word reciprocal means that they are on the same compass but opposing one another. So how do I explain it? West is a reciprocal of East. North is a reciprocal of South. Two over three is a reciprocal of two, three over two. It's inverted. It's inverted. It turns on the other direction. So faith is a reciprocal of fear, but they're on the same compass because fear becomes the counterfeit version of faith. Wow. You'll catch this one when I finish. So you see, they are the other side. This is the reciprocal. The reciprocal principle, this one opposes this one. So this one on the other side is opposing the one on this side. So this is how it is. There was no hatred until God produced love. There was no poverty until Satan saw riches and prosperity. That is why you must not accept poverty. Because it's a counterfeit version of prosperity. It is not from God. It is not from God. There was no fear. Now watch this. Where did fear start? The moment Adam disobeyed God, the first spirit Satan threw at him was fear. He said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid. 
I heard your voice. <laughs> the Bible says God came in the cool of the day. Let's read from chapter 3 verse number 1. Sorry, chapter 3 verse 1. Genesis, the book of Genesis. Watch this. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God has made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said that ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden? Anytime Satan is going to tempt you, he comes with a question. Do you think that it is good for you to mix this nice man? Just want to sleep with you only once. You are not the first to do it. Even Prophet Anna has been doing it. No, there are some, some of you, Satan lied to you like that. No. I met a lady who said that he feels that all the pastors are living in sin. So there's nothing wrong. No, 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 no. You can, you see, he presents a lie and make it like it's the truth. Yeah. He asked you a question. He didn't come. He knows, he knows. Huh? Now listen, this is what you have to understand. Huh? Even that is why you must know who you are in Christ. It is the first ingredient for victory. Because if you don't know who you are, look at what? Do you remember there was a baptism in Jordan? Do you remember the heavens was open? Do you remember a dove? The Holy Ghost descended like a dove on Jesus. What next voice did we hear? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? So if Jesus is walking around, Jesus has to know that he is what? What was the temptation of the devil? If you are the son of God. If you are the son of God, then command this stone to be made bread. So assuming you don't know who you are, you are going to command. So a lot of you, the way you are falling to sin, eh, you don't know who you are. If somebody says you are a pretty girl, you want to kiss you, it means that you don't know who you are. You don't need anybody to validate you. That is the way God made you. You are wonderfully made. And whether you say I am beautiful or not, I know who I am. Satan will forever come with temptation to try and test to find out whether you know who you are. He said, if you are the son of God, Jesus knows he's the son of God. And Jesus could have turned the stone to become bread. Because if Jesus couldn't have done that, then it's not a temptation. Because if Jesus couldn't have turned the son to become bread, then it's not a temptation. And if the devil is also lying, then it's not a temptation. So the devil knows that Jesus can turn the stone to be made bread. And so he came with that trial. He knows that when they get there, you cry, you are impotent. You will test it. You will prove it where. Ah, you say I'm impotent. Ah, ah. Okay, you don't know who you are. That's all. You will finish and Satan the same. And he's called accuser of the brethren. He pushed you to go and say, when you finish, you meet you at the door and say, oh, you say you were a Christian. Then when you come to church, you are singing the worship. You lift your ears, you are saying, who asked you to worship? Who asked you to worship? That's how he does. Today you are free. I say 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 you are free. Huh? Those of you who, have been, who, have, who, who he has tempted you, do you remember what he did to you? 
Uh -huh. A lady told me, he said, he, uh, he followed somebody to go and commit fornication. He came to church and was worshiping. He asked God to forgive. It's not that God will not forgive you, but Satan will not give you peace. She will torment you. I'm telling you. He will use the ingredient he have called guilt. And guilt is that if you, when God has forgiven you, he will let you feel like you are not forgiven. The way they kiss you, that is the reason why you will connect every mistake that happened to you to that thing. Oh, somebody's not listening to me. So stay out of it. If somebody's quiet and it's not clapping, I'm just reminding the person what is happening. That is why you need a lot of shocks to even, you see, let me tell you something. As for God forgiving you, it's very easy. But you forgiving yourself. Because hmm? sometimes you, you feel like, how did I even do this? How did I even kiss this monkey? Ah. Then you finish and look at the guy and say, is that the guy that I let him sleep with me? Look, oh Lord, this chimpanzee, Jesus. And you have done it. Slap somebody and say, forgive yourself, forgive yourself, forgive yourself. No. Tap them very well because they have to forgive themselves. Tap them, tap them. Forgive yourself. No, this is what established you. We can't always come here for revival, revival. We need something that will keep us. When the manifestation comes, what to protect it? You use prayer to get a break, to use faith to get a break, to use faith to defend it. Because every blessings of God will attract the devil's attention. He came for Job, so he come for you. Mm -hmm. He was so envious about Job's blessing that that was the he can't sleep until he see the blessing destroyed. And he questioned God for blessing him. Don't be angry. And don't ever be down and don't ever be offended that God is testing you. Because most of your test is an argument in the spirit. God is on one side, the devil is on one side. He said, that Joe fear you for nothing. You have bribed him to fear you. That's what the devil told you. He said, you have bribed him. God said, how can you say that? He said, have you tested him? If you think the guy loves you well, you just bless him, bless him. Let me test him and see if he will not curse you. So when Job was going through the temptation, God was watching from one side and the devil is watching from one side. Job's attitude would determine who wins. You see, in our case, eh, the difference between our case and Job's case is the blood of Jesus. Because of the blood, Satan cannot make a lot of argument about the matter. And it's because of the blood. Because Job's time, there was no blood. So you, when you fail, eh, the blood come and take the thing. The reason is that in those days, and when your sin is there, the sin cannot be wiped. It can only be covered. When the covering is dried, the sin shows up. So in those days, eh, when you sin, eh, the moment you sin, eh, watch this. Give me some, some, some water. Is it water or water? This is your sin. Huh? The sin becomes so plain that God sits in heaven, he sees it. Once he sees the sin, he must punish you. This is what he did to Israel. If I see your sin, the penalty is that you have to be dealt with. At that time, when Adam sinned, the blood of a sheep is more valuable than the blood of a human being. So God will take the sheep's blood and cover your sin. But with time, as the blood dries, the sin show up again. So every year you must go and kill thousands of sheep to cover sins. Jesus Christ came back 
And instead of covering it, Oh, your shopping doesn't look like you're ready for it. Now, I want to hit your spirit with something that if you catch it, you have finished the devil. There are sins that Satan is reminding you of that you are also reminding yourself, but God doesn't remember. Because that sin that the devil said, you remember last year you committed abortion, the blood has. So even though by human memory, you remember, but when, when we go to God and say, God, unless you have not confessed it. So he went to the constitution and gave us something to support us. First John chapter 1 verse 9. Look at what he said. If we say that we have no sin, after we become born again, we do what? Now, the reason why he said we have no sin, we deceive ourselves that. A lot of you think sin is, uh, I've gone to see this girl, I have kiss her, I've taken her. It's part of it, but that's not sin. There are different kinds of sin. There is something called sin of omission. And there's something called sins of commission. There are sins of omission means that there are things that are, you are doing that are sin that you yourself don't do. For instance, if you're supposed to do something for God and you are not doing it, it's a sin. Somebody say, explain it. If you are to respond to the call of God, and your business or job doesn't let you respond, you are still sinning. So there are sins we are committing that we don't know they are sins. For instance, what is fornication? What is the standard of fornication? Taking a girl to a hotel and removing her? No. Jesus said that when you look at a woman and you lust after her, you have already done it. And the way women address this is, is there any man here who has never committed fornication? Lift up your hands. There are some countries I've gone to preach. Eh? People were summer. People were be bikini and walking down. I told you one day we were in a church somewhere preaching. Whilst we were preaching, a lady has gone from church. Oh, I hear there's a prophet here. Bikini and came to the church. I, 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 you are preaching. A woman came there with bikini and sat in the church. And that country, if you go and do anything, they'll say discrimination. You can be arrested. For no preaching, there's a certain area you can't come there. You have to stand at this day. And when there's offering time, he's coming to give his offering. Excuse me. And he's coming to give his offering. Now, Jesus is saying that that is why it is always important that when you start praying, ask forgiveness. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done and as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. The sequence of prayer. And forgive us our trespass. So it is important that before you finish your prayer, you have to ask God, that, Lord, forgive me of sins I committed that I know and the ones I don't know. Are we teaching? Are we learning something here today? Huh? Are we learning something here today? Some of you, the moment you start prayer, and though you're more handaya, it's not prayer. Prayer must start with adoration. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It means I start your prayer by exalting him. Father, thank you for waking me up. Father, you are so wonderful. You are so great. What a mighty God I serve. You are greater than the greatest. You are awesome. Exalt his holy name. It is what gives you access to break through the atmospheric heaven, get through the demonic territory, and get right to the throne of God. Because God loves worship. You see, the fact that you can open your mouth does not mean you know how to pray. The fact that you can move a car does not mean you are a good driver. 
So you must learn it. That's a lot of you pray, 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 pray. You don't get the answer because your protocol of prayer itself is wrong. For instance, you are praying Hanyama, Hanyama, but you don't talk to somebody. And David said that if I hide iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So prayer, your prayer will never work if you are not talking to somebody. Your prayers are useless if you are still holding your former boyfriend for disappointing you. Who asked you to give your body to him? I tell people that if you are just caught in with a guy and the guy has not seen your nakedness, even if he left you, you, it, you will never feel it. No, you feel it for two days and it's gone. But the way you have done life soon, Kotoje and Katinkwai, he come and drink it and fire. Okay, I'll get out of that. When he leaves you and the devil begins to bring all the memory. And if you don't take a shot, he gets you pregnant and force you to abort it. And you are living with the, with the guilt and he is walking around. And after five years, I mean, probably. Now to But so why is it three, three? He says, Tetsuo. Good morning. How are you? When we were doing it, were we there? Look at somebody say, He's talking about you, 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 you. And tell the person, What about you? You. That's what it is. All the doubts are not, they are for our benefit. Can I say that again? All the doubts are not, therefore, but that shall not steal, that shall not commit adultery, that shall not take your neighbor's wife, that shall not take your neighbor's who. God gave it for your own advantage and for their, for your benefit. Thank you. I received the blessing, sister. That's what it is. So, 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 don't, it's, it's not possible if you are caught with a guy in purity, so you be No. Well, no, you'll be proud of that. There's a guy who is praying and timing. Well, a poor channel about ah, the guy who give you lift. They say we are not friends again. Hey, come, come, hey, praise God. I was watching something on Nigeria movie. Eh? Some people live in a compound house. The man was throwing his wife things away. When he threw it, there's another big stomach man. He cut it and put it in his room. He cut it and put it in his room. Then the man and then he came to when he threw the woman. The man came to bread. He said, "Where are the things?" See the man room. I said, ah. The other man went to the room and then called the chair and said, uh -huh, one casa. If you like, I have mean, been timing your wife already. <laughs> Don't waste my time at all. You are throwing her things away. While she throw it, another man is packing it into his room. He said, You think that I'm sleeping here alone? You think that I don't have taste? Throw her away and I'm receiving her. He changed his mind. He collected the things and grabbed his wife and sent him back to the room. The man stand in the mirror and said, like you see. <laughs> That's all, all the pains you are going through. Don't blame God though. You allow it to come. Oh, what are we going to do? After God gives you the laws and asks you to obey the laws. No? Amen. Yeah, so it is you. A life of righteousness and purity brings sound mind. Because sin is pleasurable, but for a moment. And it comes with so much consequence. You can't handle it. The wages of sin is death. What's another thing about sin? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory. So sin short circuit the glory. The glory that must come upon you, sin cut it off. The electric power, the, the power is running through the wire. But it can't meet the 250. So it's called short circuit. 
Some people call it low current. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory. What was I trying to say? And let me say that for you to get it. So the sins you have committed that the devil is trying to remind you of, that you have you are making it a point because when some ultimately are the upolia or say ha so okay and no boy no kiss you and no apolino when a man now can't tie a job papa papa say ha he 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 will accuse you but if only you have confessed the sin God doesn't remember it number two I want to say this sometimes say eh, God can forgive somebody a sin that the church will not forgive the person. That is why there are some people in the church, eh? let me tell you why, that's why there are some people in the church, when you see God blessing them, you are shocked. Because in your mind, they are not qualified for the blessing. And the reason you think they are not qualified, you know they did this, they did this, they did this last year. But what you are using to accuse, God doesn't remember it. So he's pumping blessing on their life. You are building hypertension. Oh, may the Lord deliver somebody. And God doesn't remember. God doesn't remember. God doesn't remember. I will give your iniquities and I'll remember your sins no more. Tell somebody, forgive yourself because God doesn't remember. Tell somebody. No, it doesn't matter what you have done. Listen, there is no sin the blood of Jesus cannot claim. There is only one sin that Jesus' blood cannot handle. Everybody's eye has gone very wide. Oh. I was preaching in America when I said, the woman said, oh. There are two things I said. They saw living people in suspense. Mm? When I was preaching, I told them that Jesus didn't pay for your sins. Oh. I said, one man said, oh. He preached so nice. Why is he now? Oh, God, he has deviated. And I told them it's understatement for you to say Jesus paid for your sin. He didn't pay for your sin. He overpaid. Amen. Now listen. If Jesus paid just for your sin, like you go to hell. And I explained it like somebody went to shop right and did shopping for you. Eh? And the shopping cost him $10,000. But you know the way you are petre petre. When you enter shop right to go and take, and you call you and say, I bought some things for you, go and pick it. You can walk around where the glasses are and hit it and break some glass. So when he finished paying for the tenter, he left another 100,000 there. And say, just in case you come and you break something. Ma, 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 ma. Is somebody learning something here today? So he overpaid. Paid for our sin. And even pay because he paid the, the sin you'll be committing tomorrow. He has already paid for it. The only thing is that he didn't pay for the consequence. Because when I say, I say, hey, thank you very much, daddy, for telling me. I was on my way to sin and I stopped. Now that you are telling me, then let me run quickly. Go and do it. The consequence was not paid for. The sin, it was paid for. But the consequence, he didn't pay for it. Good one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Those who are looking for lances to go and do it, your lances is not for call. But the consequence, it was not paid. 
If you go and commit fornication, you, you get pregnant at level 300. Jesus is not a gynecologist to abort it. You must carry the child. And you might not be able to go back to school again. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. That's what it is. I won't go to details about it. It's enough. Somebody say amen. amen. Mm -hmm. So there is something in your territory that today you must deport. Let me end this way. So we are saying that fear is at the other side of the compass. And they work on the same principle. Hallelujah. The same principle that faith works is the same principle that fear works. That is why you can switch from here and come here. Because fear is practical expression of confidence in God and his word. When you express practically what God has said, you are in faith. Abraham, leave your father and your mother and go to a land I will show you. Abraham departed. That is why they call him a father of faith. Circumcise yourself at 99. I won't try it. And there's no one. Sam, you have to do it for yourself. Jesus is Lord. People have worked with God. I'm telling you. Give the Lord a clap of People have worked with God. Right? Right? Pain is very severe when you grow. That is why we circumcise children at two weeks. You won't fail it. All the people that are circumcised, they don't fail it because if some country has even bound it, they say it's cruel. Some of the Western countries don't circumcise anybody. No, they say it's not. It's not. But in the New Testament, circumcision doesn't mean anything. Hallelujah. No, it doesn't mean anything. You, no matter how you are circumcised physically, if your heart is not circumcised, you are going nowhere. Amen. So let's put that one aside. But Abraham acted on whatever God told him. So faith is practical expression of confidence in God and his word. God said, by whose stripes he were healed. Don't lay on the bed. Wake up and start moving. It means that you are acting on what God has said. It's only sick people that are in bed. Healed people are on the move. And God said you are healed. So get up and walk. It does not different from the way Jesus said people. They lower a man in the roof because crowd do not let them bring him through the gate. And when Jesus saw the man coming, and that is the two things. Once your sins are forgiven, your sickness must be healed. Because most of the sickness, it comes as a result of sin. So when Jesus saw the lower the man, the first thing he says that, son, your sins are forgiven you. And the Pharisees were questioning, this man is blaspheming. He said, which one is easy? He said, the son of man has power to forgive sins on earth. If Jesus doesn't forgive the man's sin, the man cannot be healed. Psalm 103, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Check all the scriptures. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity, sin. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes he were healed. There must be a forgiveness before the man can be healed. Is somebody hearing this preacher here today? Are you getting it? Huh? So sometimes when you pray for healing and it's not coming, check the sin you are sitting on. Sometimes most of the sin are sins that you are not forgiving somebody. I was praying for some girl for deliverance. Strong manifestation of demons. You command them, they are not going. One demon woke up and said that you are wasting your time. We are not going because she wants us here. I stopped the deliverance and then I have to get into word of knowledge. I say, Lord, what is it? He said, he has to forgive her mother. I say, where is your mom? He said, I don't want to hear her name. So the demons feel they have the legal right. 
And I say, do you want to be delivered from this sickness? He said, yes. I say, no, you, you cannot. He said, why? He said, you have to forgive your mom. You, until you forgive your mother, the spirits are not going. When was the last time you talked to your mother? He said, 15 years ago. I said, okay. Take a phone and call your mother. Go outside if you can do that. After we taught her, you call his mother. He's crying. On the, do you know that while she was talking to his mother and crying, the mother said, when I, can you come and can, can I come and see you? I'm happy you call me. The spirit left her. Let me deliver Truth is reflective. They left her. Bam, they left her. Oh. They left her straight. I know a girl that doesn't talk to his mother. She was giving birth and the complications on it. Some men of God went there to pray and one of them got a word of knowledge and said, the only way she can deliver safe is that we have to call her mother. Call his mother and say, Ma, forgive me for this respect. Forgive me for this. While she was talking, boom, the baby came out. No, it depends. I'm telling you. I have witness things. Witness things. If you are watching me from the nations of the world, wait, wait, wait. And let's say, I made a statement that I didn't go ahead. The only sin the blood of Jesus cannot clean is the sin of unforgiveness. He said, if you don't forgive your neighbor, neither will your heavy father forgive you your own trespass. And can I add this one? When you forgive people, you are not doing them a favor. You are doing your own self a favor. Eh, do you know what they did to me? You must always have a reason to forgive. Example. This drunkard and this military alcoholic man has put innocent Messiah's hand and nailing him with hammer. Bam. Put another nail there. Bam. And Jesus picked word of knowledge that angels were going to strike them. Bible didn't say that, but I know that for a fact. Because he prayed to the Father that, Father, forgive them. And I can hear God respond that, why should I forgive these wicked people? He said, because they don't know what they are. So you must always have a reason to forgive. The reason you must forgive the people is that they don't know Amen. what they are doing. And they didn't know what they were doing. Even the guy called Joseph, he wanted to reiterate. She really wanted to deal with his brothers. Put Simon in prison. Get away from your foolish guys. Talking with an interpreter, he was hard on them. Until God met him. And the Lord said, I don't care your pay. These people are the reason why I brought you here. Later, you know what told him? He said that, don't worry about yourself. You made it for evil. But he said, you didn't even send me. God sent me ahead to preserve your lives. By the process. Sometimes God even uses our mistakes and he uses it very comfortably. When Sarah gave Hagar to Abraham to sleep with, he produced Ishmael. Ishmael is a first senior cousin to Joseph. Because Ishmaelites and all these guys, they come from Abraham's descendants. In fact, what it is is that Isaac line and Ishmael line are all from the same bloodline. A different mothers. You see, when the guys were trying to kill their brother, and Reuben Cohen said, don't kill him. He's our blood. Then they concluded, let's sell him. 
they sold him to the Ishmaelites. So they didn't know that they were selling them to his half-brother. It was the Ishmaelite that took him to Egypt. So God used Abraham's mistake to preserve Joseph. So sometimes, the fact that you make mistakes in life does not mean God has rejected you. Don't stand on Ghanaian's judgment to condemn yourself. Sometimes, don't stand on your father's house judgment. Hey, if you say you're a Christian man, because if you don't take a especially when you come from Ghana, people can judge you wrongly. And people can let you feel in this country that God doesn't forgive. If God is merciful, how will he test his mercy? Then somebody must make a mistake for him to come in the arms of God's mercy. For we to see that this is the product of the mercy of the Lord. Give the Lord a clap of hand. I'm talking about. Give the Lord a clap of hand. If God is merciful, then somebody must make a mistake in life. And there is nobody. All the people judging you, they all have skeleton in their wardrobe. No, somebody is pregnant in the church. So he went with his boyfriend, became pregnant. What about because you all, the reason why we couldn't hear is that you didn't get pregnant, but you did it. Yeah, there are some of you too, you even aborted it. So the fact that you see, when that's why that's why God doesn't want us to be judgmental. Because the sin, eh, you can put them on the scale and say, wait, wait, 20, wait, wait. Sin is sin. Eh, me, eh, me. I only commit two fornication. He has committed ten. Wow. Sin is sin. If you steal meat from the soup, it's sin. If you say you don't bring the change, it's sin. If you don't pay your tithe, you are an armed robber. It's the same. God calls you a robber. Will a man rob God? So you know those holding a gun alone. You don't hold gun. Now they want robo be an amen or robono. Angels and omoba. So don't let us. Hallelujah. That is why we have to live on the basis of mercy. Because if the Lord shall judge iniquity, nobody can stand. So sometimes we justify ourselves on things that people are doing that we are not doing. When you have strength in a place and somebody is weak, then you're trying to judge the person. A sin is sin. Am I making sense at all? Yeah. So we have to find a way to have mercy on people. Because sometimes you never know how people go through there. The reason why you are a virgin is not because you are holy. You have not had opportunity. You see the way I'm walking? I'm working for somebody. No, that girl, 10 men has been chasing her. Chasing her. And he has fallen for one. You Nobody has chased you. The first one that comes, you will fall like. The way you fall, we will find you under the ground. So sometimes you are you 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 are you have not done it because the opportunity has not come. Because we have judgmental Christians, judgmental pastors. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes yeah, people, let, let me tell you something. Huh. This is the same thing that happened to Job. All the friends came. If you have not seen, why has this thing happened to you? Early mass and all the guy accusing the guy, but it's an argument in the spirit. 
Because sometimes God allows things to come to people for him to prove his own point. Stay out of it. That is why if, if you can keep your mouth, you have kept your destiny. That's what everything you talk about. Yeah? There are things in the Bible. That's why I'm careful I talk about things. There was a prophet in the Bible. God was giving me a message. He was not getting the message. So God let his wife, God let him go and marry a prostitute. The prophet is called Uzziah. His wife is called Gomez. And you see that somebody will come and say, I saw Gomez dressed half naked as circle. And the prophet will drive just to go and catch his wife. No, the And the prophet hearts. And God came and said, Prof, have you seen the way you fear? He said, Yes, when Israel serves idols, that is the way I fear. Go and prophesy to them. Mama, ma, ma. somebody's giving the Lord a clap of it. So you see, he has to use the circumstance to give the prophet a message. You are sitting around, you are judging a prophet wife. You are prostitute, but God is in the equation. Let's be careful. And don't let us pretend as if in the kingdom, you are going to a different heaven from my heaven. Competition. Unnecessary competition. What is he doing? How many members does he have? How many days? Now, you cannot mess up people's success by members. Because somebody gave him ability for one talent. Somebody gave him ability for two. Somebody gave him ability for four. He said, he has given to every man according to your several ability. So, if somebody has a, somebody doesn't have a 10,000 members, the reason is that God doesn't give him that ability. And sometimes, eh, the way you are bragging with your 5,000 members, maybe you have underutilized your ability. Maybe you're supposed to have 20,000. But because since somebody has 500, you have lifted yourself up in pride, thinking you have arrived. The competition in our generation among pastors, Christians are the fastest to give another person in the kingdom for the devil to destroy. We will throw you up and give you to the devil right now. We don't protect one another. We don't defend one another. Apostle Paul said that don't mama against us so that don't destroy one another. You can destroy one another because our mouth is anointed. People will criticize what you are doing. They are happy that you are going down. They are happy that you are going down. Other religions, they don't do that. You can't let no one is going. You are lying. Christians will throw their neighbor and give him for destruction. As if we are going to different heaven. Can I tell you this? God doesn't have church names in heaven. God only has the book of life. And whether you are Methodist or Presbyterian or Anglican, oh, let, let me not get there. Let me not get there. Let me not get there. Your church members are in the book. My church members are in the book. And every pastor's name is in the book. God doesn't have the names of churches. He has people's name. So when we get to heaven, no church name will be mentioned. Let's stop the immaturity and the division. And we see people fall down. We cannot be together. We cannot talk to one another. Competition. As if the work we are doing, we are the one who die for the people.
I'm preaching. I don't know why I got into this, but maybe the Holy Ghost just wanted me to say this thing. If you're a pastor watching me, the nations of the world, it's a time to get along with that pastor on your side. Because you are all winning souls. And don't fight him because he came to plant a church by your side. Because there's more beer bars than churches. Oh, somebody clap for Jesus because I'm saying something here today. There are more beer bars than churches. Millions are dying and go to hell. Millions are being thrown and go to hell. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Let us come together. Jesus prayed for the church once. He said, Father, let them be one. Even as we are one. Division. There are, there are, and there are some of you, that is why don't follow your pastor's train. There are congregation members that their pastors will send to go and spy another person's church. What are they doing there? What are they doing there? Why are we winning so? The reason for potter cities for heaven. Let God's name be glorified. The people of God will cut the place to seek the face of God in fastings and prayer. And that's all. Everybody should be happy about it. That's all. It's in God's name. It's for the kingdom. For the establishment. Hallelujah. So we must be able to come together. And stop all our differences. And let's stop the empire building. Because this thing is about the kingdom. It's about Jesus. I say it's about what? Jesus. If I have a brother who has a church without a building, it doesn't mean he's doing nothing. Let's support him. And let's stand by him. If one of our brothers become a casualty for hell, let's stand by the person. They say, Satan, you can't have this one. Satan, you can't touch this one. Satan, you can't touch this one. Satan, he doesn't care what you think you have done. You are the one who brought that thing on him immediately. We snatch him out of your hand. We pull him out of your hand. Let him go. If you don't take care, we we'll all get to heaven and realize that we have disappointed Jesus Christ. Because of our petty differences, which has no scriptural basis, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Unnecessary competition, which doesn't bring anything. Do you know something I saw in the Bible? The devil, you, you read the Bible from Genesis, you can never see two demons fighting. In fact, they have a principle that the day I catch it, it shocked me. The Bible says when the demon left somebody's body, who is a Christian, he goes through a dry land. And after that, come back. And when he come back, he see that the person is not a good Christian. He go and get seven more wicked demons. Not wait. It means that seven demons who are in upper class than him. But he doesn't care the class. All he wants is that their victim must come under their control. So he brings superiors to come. And he doesn't want to submit to them as long as they can deal with you. Look at the networking system of the enemy we are fighting. The alliance system is very powerful. He brings seven more demons wicked than him to come and deal with the Christian when the Christians are fighting one another. Most of the things we complain about the devil is flesh, fear, insecurity. We all didn't die for the people. It is Jesus that died. 
That's what it is. Today, when I was bathing, the Lord told me something. He said, nobody can meet all the great commission. Everybody is doing some part. Listen. Listen. Don't clap. If you are insecure that somebody has a chair by the side, even if God fired the person, you can't handle all the matter. Does it make sense? It has to be demonic. Can you imagine Ghana has only one charismatic church? The rest, who is going to handle it? We have to come to Pram Pram for some people to be born, born again. And many are coming. We have met people here who are robbers, langars, who are drunkards, and they are now serving God. God has them in mind. The drunkard you don't respect, Jesus loves him. The alcoholic man, Jesus loves him. Oh, Lord, you are not listening to me. How many beer bars do you see when you are traveling on the road? Go to Temakomtie Lang. Go to a, 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 a Pram Pram here and drive and see how many bars are there. See how many things people do, discourse. Why are we angry that there are churches? No. Do you know something? There's something interesting about church. Do you know there's somebody who lives in Pram Pram? He can go to church in Adenta. So no matter how it is, somebody will never, you are not called for the person. Forget about it. The ones that God called them for, they will come. No. They will come. No. That's what, if the people are called for you, they have nowhere going. Jesus says, will you also go? He said, where do we go? We can't go anywhere. If the people are for you, they can't. Because whatever they go, they won't like the food there. God has ordained them to eat the kind of food that you produce for them to eat. Give the Lord a clap of it. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. Don't be insecure about this matter. Let's love one another. Whilst we are being divided, some of our enemies are coming together. We are just parting and parting and parting and parting and differences and way and why and way and why. Judging one another. People don't know the case. They are talking. Hey, mm. Look at your neighbor and say, I love you, I love you, I love you. That is why we have a slogan in our place here that I love you by force. So you don't deserve my love, but I love you by force. By force, by force. Tell somebody by force. Who, it's not matter. I love you by force. In fact, we used it to propose marriage. We used it to get beloved. One guy told me, so when I told the guy, he said, Does not love me? He said, Me, I love you by force. And I'll force you out to you love me. And he has married her. You have to love people by force. This is the kingdom. Jesus is a lover. And let us be lovers. Amen. Amen. Am I making sense at all? Yes. We are so divided that we can't even do business together. I'm trying to come up, but God is just talking. We can't do it together. Drink water from your own system. Hallelujah. We can't. The Lord will help us. A certain generation will change the party. <laughs> It will start changing from the Porter City. Amen. And then it will spread like a bushfire. Amen. And go around everywhere. Because our God is faithful. Amen. Amen. Sometimes it comes as a result of fear. The fear of the unknown. And fear is a weapon of the enemy. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Fear. Even Job's attack, fear also opened the door. 
The thing that great fear has come upon me. Amen. Argument and fear. You will surely make it better. We command every fear to leave your heart. And we speak that God will honor you in a very special way. I told you that faith is practical expression of confidence in God and His word. Fear is practical expression of confidence in the devil and His word. So He begin to tell you something, and when you oh, I've, I've said. Let me say it again. One day I was in America, and I asked the Lord, "What is the worst thing I will ever do?" Oh no, I thought that maybe commit adultery, maybe steal, maybe something. God didn't say all that. I was shocked. He said the worst thing you ever do is to act on your fear. When you act on your fear, like Job did, sometimes it's even difficult for God to rescue you. One day, we were in a bus many years ago and the bus had a flat tie. One guy jumped from the window and broke his neck and his ankle. Because when can is in motion and you jump there, there is another force that threw you somewhere. And the car wah, 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 and stop. Ah. He's the only one who got wounded. What make him jump out of the window? Fear. He acted on his fear. I was talking to a young girl who was going out with a man older than him. His boss was sending him to the man's house, the man's office. The man developed interest and the man slept with her. When the man slept with her, the relationship, the girl didn't love the man, but the man said that, if you try to break up with me, I will tell your family. And the girl didn't want his family to know that he's doing. As a result of the fear, the man put her in bondage. So the Bible said the fear of man brings a snare. It brings a trap. And so one day the girl came to the man and said, eh, I don't want to see you again. He said, the girl said, don't just tell them, go and announce it on radio. And that was the end. Broke the fear. Bam. So, some of you, eh, the reason why you are acting is because you are afraid. You can even choose a wrong partner because you fear you might not get a husband. Fear. It's a trusted weapon of the devil. Many has died because of that weapon. Fear. Listen, Dr. Kenneth Copeland told us a testimony. He said, their family friend was sick and they have to do a surgery. And when the doctors cannot minister the anesthesia because of the fear, they said they're afraid that when they do the surgery, something has happened to her. So Dr. Kenneth Copeland's mother went to the hospital and command the spirit of fear. You foul spirit of fear, leave this woman. When the doctor came, the sickness too has left. The thing they were going to operate, they couldn't find it. So you see, that thing was there as a result of the fear. Am I teaching somebody here today? Fear works in the same principle as faith. You are afraid. And the reason why you are afraid is as a result of the thing that is going to happen. Make sure you deal with the spirit of fear. How do you deal with it? Permanent of handling it. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Without fear, you cannot take some daring steps. You can never take some pragmatic moves. Without fear, you can't. If I walk in fear, we will never have put the church here. Don't undermine where you are sitting. It counts as a certain courage. 
Because God told Joshua that, I will give you a weapon powerful than the rod of Moses. And that weapon is called the book of the law. It must not depart out of your mouth. But before you operate in the book, be strong and be very courageous. It means that courage that's wrong you are not afraid. You sometimes, the devil intimidate you with fear, but he won't stop you. In the midst of the things you are afraid, you are moving forward. And that is what make the devil give way. If Satan asks you, you are grown, you are not married, ask whether he's married. <laughs> if he points you, oh, you, you didn't hear what I said. If he reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. Tell him that the fire is waiting for you. Look at the way a woman deal with the spirit of the fear of death. He said it was a hospital. Satan will come and say, you are going to die. Remember what the doctor said? You're going to die. You will die. Remember this clothes? That's what you wear when you die. And he said, you'll be afraid. And he call people, pray for me. I'm afraid I will die. Pray. And one day, he just opened up in a, in a, in a TV station in a hospital. And he saw a man was preaching about the difference between fear and faith. There is something about the word of God. The entrance of God's word. It brings light. And he said, when he finished hearing the message, the voice came again, you're going to die. He said, Satan, even if I die, I'm going to heaven. You, where are you going? He said, when he asked that, that was the end of the spirit of fear. He said, go ahead. He said, if you claim you can kill, go ahead and kill. If I die now, I'm on my way to heaven. You, where will you go? He said, that, that spirit left and never came back again. Do you know one of the reasons why fear is attacking you? You have not reacted to fear. You have not said anything to fear. If you are to speak back, fear has run away. Eh, eh, this examination are not going to pass. Tell the devil, have you written examination before? Oh, not listen to me. When you speak, ask him a question and see whether he will answer. You're too much afraid. Fear. Some of you are walking with a very nice face, long hair, but the fear in your heart. Fear. Go to hospital, doctor, tell you have this sickness, immediately you're afraid that you will die. Most of the doctors give you to do no things in their body. The fact that something kills somebody that somebody should kill you. You are a royal priesthood, a peculiar person. By his stripes you were healed. I am the Lord that healers thee. You cannot die because of sickness. Then why did Jesus, why was Jesus beating at his back? Undermining the stripes. Don't ask God that why did he allow the sickness to come? How will you also know that God has a healing power? If somebody, did, if somebody didn't become a cripple and under the anointed, the person got healed, how will we know that God heals? If Pharaoh didn't become stubborn, how would we see that water can be divided? Water can turn to blood. Lies can come today. Darkness can come. So the attack of the enemy can also release God to demonstrate his power. Oh, give the Lord a shout and a clap. He allows you to go through poverty. So that after he blesses you, people will say, hey, is that a girl that is blessed so much? Then they will see the power of your God. When God blesses Bill Gates' daughter, it's not a testimony. If you see them driving a Jaguar, it's not a testimony. That you, that your father never owned a bicycle. They saw you driving a road ride. Everybody say, glory be to God. 
So your situation is a contact for a major testimony. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233 303 413 703 or plus 233 303 413 705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.